This episode of Juice Guru is brought to you by TriBest, making healthy living easy, and Juice Guru Academy at JuiceGuruAcademy.com. Well, welcome. Welcome to Juice Guru Radio. Discover what the magic and power of juicing can do for you. And now, your host, best-selling author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting, Steve Prusak. Hello and welcome. Welcome to another edition of Juice Guru Radio. I'm your host, Steve Prusak, and thank you for being here. On today's show, we've got Ron Teagarden. He's a world-renowned Chinese herbalist and herbal product manufacturer. He's going to share with us the top herbs we should be eating for longevity, health, and uh, spiritual growth. He's coming up on this show right after this. So sit back, relax, have some juice, some tea, some water. We'll be back right after this with Ron Teagarden. Did you know you can make a great living in the hottest new business trend today? The Juice Guru Certification Program is the world's first online course to give you the knowledge and marketing skills to excel as a juicing coach and start making money in no time. Find out more at JuiceCoachTraining.com. Hello and welcome. Welcome to another amazing masterclass here, Juice Guru Radio, brought to you by TriBest. We've got Ron Teagarden. We're wanting to have him on the show for so long. He's a Chinese herbalist um, and an herbal products manufacturer who's been researching the properties of Chinese tonic herbs and other aspects of the Asian art for radiant health since the early 70s, actually. He's the author of several books, including one of my favorites, Radiant Health, The Ancient Wisdom of Chinese Tonic Herbs, and he's the co-founder and leader of Dragon Herbs. We'll hear more about that in his journey, but let's welcome right now to the masterclass, Ron Teagarden. Hmm. Hello. <laughs> this is Ron. Hi, Steve. Hey, Ron. Thank you. I, it was so great to meet you at Expo West, and when I saw you, I was like, wow, it, it's Ron Teagarden. Oh, wow. Do you think we could really get him on the show? So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy life schedule and all the amazing things you're doing to be here live with us. It's really an honor. It's my pleasure. Thank you for what you're doing. So I, I would love to start with your journey. Like, you know, back in the early 70s, what led you towards learning more about Chinese tonic herbs and what, have, what that's done for your own life? Well, I, I guess back in the late 60s, um, um, I somewhat, um, I was in college and then just finishing up and I just kind of, um, perhaps you'd say I was um, living a, a a very high life and kind of uh, pushing the envelope in every possible way. And though I was in very good shape as an athlete before that, uh, I broke myself down. And um, uh, then after a couple of years of that, um, it became clear that I was was actually becoming desperate to get my health back. And um, I tried many things. But, you know, back in the late 60s and early 70s, there weren't the – the staggering options we have these days. Um, they didn't even have natural food stores at that time. It was just little health food stores spotted around. So, uh, I got into it. Um, a friend brought me some, uh, I was very weak and tired and depressed and, um, lost a lot of weight. Um, I'd lost maybe 50, 60 pounds of just weight. And so, which isn't in and of itself bad, but this was bad loss of weight. So, um, Mm -hmm. A friend brought me a, a tonic formula. He bought it at Chinatown up in um, uh, Toronto, and um, I drank a whole case of that, and my health came back. It was very significantly and obviously, overtly. Um, I got my energy. I started getting hungry. I started having the energy to, to, to exercise and to walk and get around again. And um, from there, I just got really interested in Asian health, health practices. Um, I became a... I got involved with the macrobiotic diet um, in a very deep way. I had all kinds of peripherals from that with acupressure and acupuncture. And then I found my way to Taoist yoga and Tai Chi and Qigong and, and um, ultimately to the herbs in a very deep way. When I studied with my, uh, I met a great teacher, um, Korean master Sung Jin Park. He's a Taoist master and he uh, took me under his wing and I became his, um, maybe what you might call his lead disciple back in the early seventies. And that's when I just, um, learned, um, learned the deep art of herbalism. And then I just kept on going. That seems like a long time ago now, but, um, uh, it's been a constant process of learning. There's no end to learning this. So, but there is a place to begin and really learn quickly. So, uh, I'm, a, I guess an example of a person who, uh, has taken it as far as you can take it from the West. At least I think, something like that. Well, I so love it. Here we are. 
And, and you yeah. have so much to share. And so like to break it down into this masterclass interview, it's like, where do we even start? But maybe for those of us that are new to this concept, what are some of the, uh, the most, what are some of the benefits that these herbs offer us? Well, um, the Chinese developed a system called tonic herbalism. I mean, tonic herbs actually uh, are a special class of herbs that you take on a daily basis um, or at least a regular basis to um, uh, promote your health and well-being. These are general strengthening, um, not necessarily stimulating by any means, but just strengthening of your systems as a whole so that we become stronger people. And these were these herbs were widely used um, in the Orient for the last at least 3,000 years, probably for the last 10,000 years, but they've been documented well for the last 3,000 years by, by masters of um, the yogic arts, the... Uh, the Qigong masters, uh, emperors took these herbs to attain longevity and virility and power. But um, my, my main path has been an interest in the herbs that um, are, have anti-aging qualities. Um, they promote what they call radiant health or glowing health, which is a, um, um, a, a, um, it's a state of being which was defined in Taoism as, a, as health beyond danger, which implies great resiliency to stress, to danger, to injury, to um, perhaps infection and um, degenerative conditions that might come along. So these are not herbs that are used specifically um, medicinally. That's another class of herbs in Chinese medicine, which one would go to a Chinese doctor to take care of problems. But the tonic herbs, of which there are about a hundred of these herbs, perhaps in the world, um, now Chinese herbalism encompasses herbs from every continent in the world, but the, the tonic herbs are designed to, by nature. You consume them, you start feeling stronger, clearer mind, more better posture, you know, a sense of, of power and well-being, and um, they're just remarkable. Um, I've um, I got to experience their regenerative and rejuvenation qualities myself very quickly. Um, I have seen them influence um, first friends and family, then ultimately um, hundreds of people, and now thousands and maybe even millions of people in the United States take tonic herbs. Um, some of them are very famous, but uh, I guess you have to trust me, when I first started, uh, uh, none of them were famous, and none of them even were available to a large degree. We had to figure out how to get them. So, um, uh, but... They're, they're at everybody's disposal. Um, you can get them. It's an amazing era we live in, at least right now, where you can get these amazing herbs in a range of qualities from okay to unbelievably great. And um, mm -hmm. you just take them on a regular basis. Um, uh, you can take them as in all kinds of formats and, um, and um, let them do their magic. And that doesn't mean that they're the only thing you do. You have to involve them in a in a process of living properly and well and healthfully and spiritually and so forth. But these are a tool um, that's been used by the sages and masters for thousands of years. And um, we're just benefiting from them now. Well, I know a lot of people in our audience are following a plant-based diet or a raw food diet or, you know, maybe even paleo. Um, and there are herbs for different diets. So if we are following, say, a plant-based diet, is, is there herbs, you know, that we – that will have the same benefit as some of those animal herbs or animal product herbs? Well, I, I, it's, it's absolutely, um, you know, it, it's, it's the most prominent part of herbalism is the plant-based um, uh, substances. Um, in mm. traditional Chinese um, healthcare, there were a few um, animal parts used, um, deer antler, for example, or some kinds of ants that lived with the ginseng as a symbiotic part of the community. They, they, they were used, but basically most of the herbs are plants and you can certainly be um, absolutely completely vegan and benefit from these the, the powerful, amazing range of herbs. Most of them are plants. They're, they all have green tops and brown roots. You know what I mean? So it's mm -hmm. like, uh, we cook them up in, um, or, or have, take them already prepared in some kinds of way. And um, you never need to take a, a, an animal product if you don't want to. And um, uh, you can attain great longevity and, uh, 
and glowing health to that great longevity and also become powerful and and potent and and brilliant um with these as a tools nurturing a brain nurturing our cells or our body and um the plants you know we're mostly um we're our dna is 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 well over 95 percent this exactly the same as all the plants in the world we're made from this stuff and um the plants provide um uh i don't know how different individuals of your followers and listeners um know this but um i mean the phytochemicals that come from plants um have powerful influences on our body that is powerful more powerful than actually animals i mean you can think of some of the drugs that have been obtained from uh plants and they they have enormous impact on our brain and our mind on our heart on our kidneys and liver and so forth and our digestion on protecting us by building our and supporting our immune system the um the strength of the plants is um, ever potent on earth. It will never be different. So uh, that's the way to go if you can. And that's certainly beautiful. Wonderful way to put it. So can you break down, if you were going to say the, t- the top five to seven essential herbs that you recommend and also include what we might experience when we start taking these herbs? Yeah. Um, I would say that, um, um, there are probably about 20 or 25 herbs in the Chinese um, uh, tonic herbal system that are <clears throat> relatively close to each other in potency because they come from different regions of the world and some are from mountains, some are from deserts, some are from the oceans. And it's a little difficult to narrow it down to five. And I will de- narrow it down to five for you because you asked that number. But um, um, if, if anybody wants to um, get into the herbalism, they can start with a, a, a few of the ones I'm mentioning, but it's not the only ones that are available. And yet the repertoire isn't that big that somebody can't grasp it pretty easily. Uh, uh, frankly, I'll just say this. I wasn't planning on doing this. but um, Well, you can certainly yeah, go a, beyond five. A, yeah, we have a catalog, which... Um, which we give out to people by request only. People actually, we don't hand them out in any kind of normal way. Your people can request one. And it describes the 26 major herbs in tonic herbalism. And that was my determination after 45 years of doing it, that these were the herbs that people should know. So let's just say that, that I'll go through a few and then you can get to the catalog and read through them and it gives a, a, a more, much more detailed view of these, including pictures and where they come from and so forth. That said, um, um, mm-hmm. I would say that the most famous herbs, and, re- and rightfully so, are herbs like um, the reishi mushroom, um, which grows not only in China, it does certainly grow in China, and this is Chinese herbalism, but these herbs um, may come from other regions of the world as well. Um, but the reishi is a type of woody mushroom that um, is a very famous herb now. Um, uh, I would say that I'm pretty confident that uh, I'm not, I shouldn't say this, but I probably was one of the first people to be a distributor, a purveyor of reishi in the country back in the late 1980s. Um, but so we, I know something about it. Um, uh, we we collect many, many kinds of reishi from different parts of the world, and um, it's one of our areas of expertise. But reishi, you can look it up. It's got tens of thousands of references on the internet. Um, it's a huge um, uh, booster. It's a major tonic herb. You take it, and you like, you, you, but you become calm and peaceful, yet you become, <clears throat> you become strong. Uh, it's a mental uh, tonic. It's not a stimulant in any way. You can take it and go to sleep, but if you take it, you will become stronger in your thinking, um, mm. in your um, focus, concentration um and um it's a very famous herb because of the amount of research that's been done on it as an immune system um tonic it it, it boosts the immune system in many ways um reishi is a complex rate mushroom it's not one of these little um, button mushrooms that uh some people might be afraid of taking because of their fungal problems or something reishi you can take it and it will just absolutely straighten your immune system out um 
Uh, that's not to say that we're using it to tr treat and cure any diseases, but just to boost your natural system to its optimum level. That's what we're trying to do here is just become optimally, functionally uh, vibrant and healthy and, and resilient. Um, Reishi helps the body to to adapt easily to different kinds of conditions. So there are different kinds of Reishi. Um, there is hothouse Reishi, which I don't admire too much. Um, there's um, Reishi grown that's cultivated on wooden logs called Dunwood. Um, it's grown on the actual logs that they were growing. These are grown on mountain plantations with no fertilizers. Um, Dunwood Reishi is very very powerful and effective and balanced and you can take it literally every day of your life for a hundred years and not uh have a side effect it's just not uh within the realm of this chemical this product to have chemicals that are negative um and um then there's also wild reishi which is much more rare but you can get it from certain forests in um uh in manchuria and um those are considered to be a more spiritually potentizing type of reishi. So I think reishi would be a number one type of herb um, that people would just want to take. Um, this is one of those cases of trust me, but uh, not really. Go out and re just pump it into the internet. It's reishi, R-E-I-S-H-I. Yes, and I, I was going to say, I'm hoping everyone's got their, I've got mine, your pen and paper out and you're just taking notes here. And, and after this, Ron, we'll let you know how to get that catalog, which actually is a beautiful book. I mean, I have it. It's fantastic. And, and it's so generous of you to offer that. So that, that will be offered uh, when we get through this. And um, I don't know how many listeners you have. If you, if you have more than 2000 listeners, we're doomed, but, uh, uh, yeah, but it's up to a certain point, we'll give them out here as many as we can. That's that I'll say. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I should have said that. Well, it, while supplies, you know, while supplies while are. While supplies last. While supplies right. last. And um, so let me just ask you, Ron. So when you're talking about the reishi mushroom, is there a difference between the Chinese tonic herb and as opposed to just eating it? Well, you can't. <clears throat> you can't eat reishi. It's, um, it's what they call a woody mushroom. <clears throat> And um, in, as such, it's actually made out of wood, and the chemicals that are in it, it has 900 phytonutrients, 900 uh, phytonutrients, and <clears throat> they're all bound to the wood. So if you eat it, you can't digest it. You can't grind it up into fine powder and consume it. So nobody does that. Nobody um, now, there might be a person or two that does it, but it's just going through your track and not really getting into your body. Um, however, if you brew it or you um, get an, a low-temperature extract, that's the same as juicing it. Um, mm. so, so there are people, there are ways that it can be extracted at basically the same temperature as a tepid bath of around 100 degrees, which is not cooking it in any way it's just it's just uh under high pressure then the juice comes out from the wood and when you do that it dries into a powder and then it's basically the same as dr drinking a juice of the reishi mushroom and that's the best um you can also um um traditionally cook it just brew it as a tea and drink the tea that's not as strong as these kind of um high pressure extracts getting all the juice out um the great masters of the Far East, they consumed reishi um, always. It, everybody could get it, got it. It's been going on for thousands of years. The hermits, the masters, the emperors, they all brewed it in some kind of way. So I don't, you know, I'm sorry to say that you can't quite um, um, uh, take this one just by eating it. You can't eat it anyway. It's like eating a stick. It's, um, you can't, you can't really eat reishi. It's not possible. It's, okay, well, it's, it's a, a good thing. It's a, it's a good serious. thing that they cook it up. <laughs> and people do grind it up in the powder and think that they're going to get something, but it's not too much. It's not too well done. Anyway, that's reishi. That's that's really the only one of these herbs that should can't be taken completely raw. Um, and mm -hmm. as I said, the new fit technology, fingerprint identical transfer te technology, is actually essentially raw. It's considered raw by um, all the pe the raw foods advocates who are the most elite people consider that to be a raw product because, as I said, it's just juiced under um, high pressure at um, uh, it's a it's a it's a 
we use a technology where we go from vacuum to pressure and it just it milks the, the ingredients out without destroying them from the wood. It's a beautiful, amazing um, technology as far as that goes. So awesome. let's just say that that's where I would go with it. And um, um, secondly, um, you can get it as a tincture um, extracted with alcohol and water. <clears throat> and those are um, extremely popular. Um, I'm looking at two or three different bottles, two, three different bottles on my desk right this second because I pour them into my, squirt them into my tea. That I think is amazing because you're getting both the alcohol-soluble herbs and the, the chemicals and the water-soluble ones, and it's in a tincture, and you put it into your tea or into your juice or into the blender and uh, consume it, and that's it. The one thing about reishi is that it tends to be a little bit bitter. Um, there's a saying with it, which is the bitterer, the betterer. <laughs> it's because the main chemicals that are building your immune system and opening your heart, those two major things, are... Um, uh, a bitter tasting. There is a type of reishi, though, that is very rare, and um, we have it. Um, a lot of our connoisseurs um, love it. It's called purple reishi. And purple reishi is less bitter, but actually considered to be the strongest of all reishi in the world. And it's a wild reishi that grows in um, remote mountains in way, way out in the remote regions near Tibet in China. And um, no pollution, the purple it tastes good. It's um, it's the king of reishi. So that that I would recommend. Um, wow. Um, you know, now um, the second herb you have to talk about is ginseng. Ginseng is a, the it gets a would probably get people going. Well, I know ginseng. I see it at the market and at the or you know every place. And there's all kinds of ginseng. So ginseng is called the 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 king of herbs. And it's, it's, for, it's called that when it's a good quality ginseng, not when it's your commercial grade ginseng. So you want to get a little bit beyond commercial grade. That's, that there's a higher level of, of, of ginseng. And the higher levels um, are, have grown in the ground longer, and their chemistry was allowed to mature to a certain point where it stimulates both the yin and yang energy of the body equally and completely in harmony. And this means older roots. So um, that can be achieved um, just by getting a good quality ginseng. And good quality, since they have to leave it in the ground for at least six or eight years, those ginseng roots get more expensive each year because the farmers have to wait and wait and wait. So, um, and with their, if, they're, if it's organic, like you can get, like we have, um, they have to keep it in the ground for six or eight years using totally organic methods to keep bugs away and things like that. So there's a lot to that. Now, ginseng is great because it gives you energy, mental energy, um, very famous for just um, building up your ability to handle the stress of life. It's what it's for. It's like if you take it, then you find that life becomes less stressful so you can do more things that would previously probably have scared you away or you would have avoided. So I think it's an herb, uh, it's, it's developed a reputation over the last couple thousand years as herbs people take and they get lucky, they get good luck, um, they, get, they achieve more success because they can do more things and go further in their actions without being broken down and worn down. So that's another major herb. And I, there's even wild ginseng that you can get wild from certain places that's even more powerful, like um, um, wild ginseng, once the ginseng is past 13 years old, the death gene of the ginseng turns off. So at that point, the ginseng no longer will die of old age. It will live to be hundreds of years old if not consumed by a, by a bear or a human or a deer or something like that in the forest. So this ge genetics becomes very powerful for for people. It's been been known as a as a is a the ultimate spiritual herb of China, the the wild ginseng. So the older it is, the better. And certainly there are ginseng roots, um, you know, that are fifty years old, seventy years old, like that, that are available. Um, that said, um, the next herb that people should know is one called schizandra. Uh, schizandra is um, uh, called the quintessence of tonic herbs. Um, it's a berry that grows in Manchuria on a certain volcano called Changbai Mountain. Uh, this volcano is, um, is a very ancient volcano. It's active. Um, 
it, it was the source of the last great blackout of the of the Earth. But ten ten thousand years ago, the entire Earth was wrapped in a um, blackout. There was another blackout caused by it um, during the Dark Ages of the Middle Ages. Um, that's why we had the, the two or three years of drought during the Dark Ages um, was because Shanghai Mountain erupted. Um, that said, it's ex- it, it is a caldera at the top of the volcano and it's filled with water that goes down miles into the ground and it's producing it's, it's a very mineral rich you can't drink it um the water per se because it's too salty mineralized but it flows over the edge of the caldera and nurtures the uh, mountain around it and this is the the most um um, potent um, growing area for tonic herbs in the world for whatever reason it is. Um, things like ginseng come from there, reishi comes from there, shizandra all come from um, Changbai Mountain. It's, it's an astounding place because of the water that comes out over the top and nurtures this mountain, the mountains around it. And um, uh, shizandra is called the quintessence of tonic herbs because it nurtures um, what they call all three of the treasures of the human body, the main energies of your body, um, um, all three of them. Uh, the, the first one is Jing. Jing is your primal energy. It's your long, it determines your longevity. It's like your, your battery. It's, a, it's the energy that makes the mitochondria run, and then your hormones and your brain, and it slows down aging. So if you have lots of Jing, you're going to age slower and live longer and be more resistant. Uh, it also nurtures, um, Shizandra also nurtures um, your chi, which is the energy of your breathing and of your immune system and of your digestion. So this is your day-to-day energy that gives you energy to live and resist and re- and, and thrive. And um, thirdly, Shizandra is a premium Shen tonic. Uh, Shen is the energy, the third treasure. Uh, that's the energy of your um, your spiritual energy, your soul, your spirit, your um, your, and also your mental energy and your consciousness, and um, that's why this herb was like considered to be reishi, ginseng, and shizandra were considered to be the, the primary herbs used by the Taoist hermits and the mass the gurus to attain um, enlightenment in Chinese um, uh, concepts. Uh, actually, to become enlightened, it's used by the Zen monks, the Shaolin monks, the Zen monks, um, uh, as well as all the Taoists and uh, other seekers in the Orient for the last at least couple, several thousand years. So Shizandra is a very wonderful tasting herb. Um, you can extract it raw using that fit technology so that it comes up. It's a vibrant pink berry that um, you can get uh, raw. We sell it actually as a raw extract. It's, a, it's sort of hard to to understand how that works, but once again, by the this, this these tanks that go from a vacuum to high pressure, many times a second, it just juices this um, fruit without actually cooking it in any way, and so the, so then it it becomes a powder, and you can just put it in your um, smoothies or in your tea. Um, I I think Shizandra is the is arguably the greatest herb on the planet Earth for everything, um, mm-hmm. for your your mind, your body, um, your spirit, your energy, your sleeping, your sex life, your um, immunity, and so forth. So um, I would hope that before I die, I've got every human being on Earth taking Shizandra to the degree that they can it can be available. And um, I highly recommend... Um, uh, you know, it any way you want. You can actually you can even get shizander berries. Um, they're dried, and you can you can grind them in a grinder and consume them raw. They're very good for you like that. It's just a little bit uh, rougher way to take it than if you put it in your blender. Um, it doesn't taste bad. It tastes wonderful, but it's quite potent tasting. So anyway, shizander is like a super super cool herb. It's spelled S C H I Z A N D R A and um, shizandra. And, uh, uh, I think you can tell, I love it. And I think it's after all these years and I'm not doing this based on just my life. I've seen it, um, change, um, change lives, change lives completely. And, um, I would say the fourth herb you have to talk about is, um, a herb called gynostema. Uh, gynostema is an herb that grows in the South, um, Southeast Asia. 
Um, it grows in every place from southern China down to Vietnam and Thailand and so forth, um, into every place down there. And um, it's a little leafy green plant, not too little, not too big. Um, um, it's a little bush that grows, and um, you, you, it, the leaves um, are used to make tea. And the the regions where, where the specific region where it it grows the best um, in a region around a mountain called um, Great Immor the Great Immortal Peak in southern China. Um, the people are the longest lived people in the world. Um, they have more centenarians per capita and poor and more octogenarians, eighty year old people per capita than any place else in the world. And that was um, um, that was documented by a Japanese study of um, long places where regions where people live very long. So even longer than the people of Okinawa or the people of the Hunzas and other people that live very long are the people that live around the source of this herb. And um, it's a delicious tea. Um, we, um, uh, I drink, I'm drinking it right now. It's in my hand. If we'd had the video get up, you would see me sipping in a glass. I'm going to pour myself more. Um, uh, it's, it's, we, we make it in a form called Spring Dragon Longevity Tea. It's considered a longevity tea, obviously, because people live long. Um, it has powerful, natural, gentle, chronic anti-inflammatory actions. It goes down and, and cools infl inflammation in the body where it's getting out of control. And as we age, um, the body becomes more inflamed. That's the, the, the main marker of aging is that as we get older, your eyes age, your heart age, your blood vessels age, your neurons age, everything ages by inflammation, by becoming slightly more inflamed. And um, this inflammation is chemically based. There's a, a chemical called nuclear factor kappa B. It's um, in every cell of your body. And as you get older, this chemical is produced more and more and more. And the chemicals that balance it out are weaker and weaker. And that's why you become old and die. So it turns out that gynostema, um, it builds up the chemicals that keep us anti-inflamed and it suppresses the development of too much of this nuclear factor kappa B. So people who drink it don't tend to get as many inflammatory conditions and maybe less. I mean, I don't want to make a medical claim here, but it's a very powerful and effective anti-inflammatory. It's meant to be consumed daily. You could drink it like your normal tea, or once again, you can get it um, extracted in different kinds of ways as tinctures and, and as fit and so forth, and, and made into, you can put it as a powder or a tincture um, into your um, blender, and which is um, absolutely an awesome way to, to boost up whatever you're doing in the blenders, put tonic herbs in there, it will, it will, impact it greatly. Anyway, that's, that's gynostema. Um, and what was the spelling? What's the spelling on that one, Ron? G Y N O S T E M M A. Gynostema. G Y N O S T E M M A. Gynostema. And, um, we sell it as spring dragon longevity tea. So it's called from dragon. It's our house tea. It's what we, we make um, over 500 tonic herbal products and we sell to tens of thousands of people um, every month. And um, of all the teas and all the herbs in the world, this is the one we recommend that people take, no matter what, every day as their basis for drinking a, a tea that will have an impact on their life. And we've had thousands of testimonials supporting this. and. Um, there's no side effects to it. You can take it in the morning and it will give you an energy boost and you take it at night and it will help you go to sleep. It's what they call double direction. It will put your body into a natural biorhythm and that's part of the inflammatory um, regulation that it, that it brings to the body. It's an amazing, amazing herb. Um, <coughs> see, the, the fifth herb I'll tell you about is Hosho Wu, the famous Hosho Wu. Um, Hosho Wu is um, it's a it's it's a root. Um, it has to be prepared in a certain way. It comes it goes. It's a vine 
that um, that you take the root of the vine, and the vine is extremely robust. This is a, this is a, this is the most amazing plant in in nature. Like it it um, it will it's it's certainly what you might call an invasive plant because it's so strong in the ground. So the Chinese Taoist master said that that Hosho Wu is the strongest herb on the entire earth for drawing chi from the earth into a plant. And that's why it's so powerful. It's like, like I grow it in my yard, my garden. I have a, a piece of property that's pretty large. I have hundreds of Hosho Wu plants growing. And uh, my, my garden, garden helper, my, my man that helps me do all my work, uh, he calls it the pit bull of herbs because he's, he's always <laughs> having to control it because it's like it's a very strong plant. It's like you, you can't really kill it. Um, it's, it's, uh, 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 it's a never, but they, one of the, what they call never say die plants. Like you can burn it, you can w- overwater it, you can d- go through drought, and then it just comes back up. So it's uh, quite a thing. Um, but that's the energy that you're absorbing when you drink the root of Hosho Wu. And as I said, it has to be prepared in a certain way. Um, it has to be, it has to be cooked and steamed in a sort of a soup with a, some a kind of black bean that um, uh, is not a soybean, but it's a black bean that um, that then makes it so it's very easy on the digestive system. So if you don't get it raw, I mean, if you get it completely raw from the ground. Uh, it can give a lot of people loose stool, but once it's been prepared, which is the traditional common way, um, then it's one of the five most potent herbs in the world. And uh, I would say that that includes the world. Um, there are, um, uh, you know, herbs around the world, but Hosho Wu is one of the most famous and uh, sometimes called Fo Tea. It's not, it's a bad, it's a misnomer. So you should forget that I just said that, but it, just so you don't get, if somebody says something contains tea it may be the, it may be this herb but it's called hosho wu and um you drink it as a tea commonly um we once again we extract it using the fit fingerprint identical transfer technology method and therefore it's raw but it's um it is then prepared before it's extracted so that it's that you're getting it as, as a raw uh, extract like that. It's not overcooked. And this is one of our most popular products. We have, um, I, I don't want, I'm not going to drop any names, but very world famous, um, uh, vegan teachers and gurus, um, all of whose names are known to many of your people. Um, they take Hosho Wu on a daily basis, um, our Hosho Fit Hosho Wu, because you feel it. You take it, it gives you energy and power. Um, is considered to be really good for your sex life, which can be used for your sex life or can be used for your yoga, you know, as an internal power source for generating the power within the, sh- the chakras and the meridians and, and in your brain and so forth. But it can also be used as a, a, a very wonderful um, um, primal vigor tonic. And um, so it's called a jing tonic primarily, which means your primal energy, your battery. And um, this is in there. This is the herb. All five of these herbs I've talked about so far could be used for people who are in a weakened condition, coming out of like a chaotic life, um, to restore themselves, to quickly restore themselves, and to renew and rejuvenate their body and their life energy within a very short time. Um, these herbs are stronger than vegetables. As much as we, I'm not arguing vegetables. You eat vegetables are life. On personified in, in this world but mm-hmm. these are the strongest sources of energy of all the vegetable kingdom so um, I don't care what your superfood is which I these are the strongest of the superfoods and um, um, in at least in the opinion of people who uh, have studied tonic herbs and um, so Hosho Wu is um, um, is one of the fifth one. I think the sixth one I have to talk about is, um, yeah, I have to mention it, and this will be the last one, mm-hmm. is um, goji berries. Um, I think I think virtually every single person I'm talking to now goes, yeah, I know goji berries. You know, they're those hard little rocky pellet, uh, you know, fruits that you get. You can get them in, in bags at Whole Foods and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's different grades of goji berries, but I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, but goji is one of the uh, quintessential 
uh, tonic herbs of Chinese herbalism. That's why it's there. It's 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 more than a super fruit. It's actually a a tonic herb, and that's that's different. It's it's another le- level even higher because it it contains <coughs> not just super amounts of um, the the kinds of phytochemicals that make a fruit very powerful, like a vitamin C type of range or something like that. But it also contains unique, um, what they call Lyceum barbarum polysaccharides, LBPs, that um, have extremely powerful uh, immune modulating capacity to keep your immune system strong um, throughout your life, including when you get older and your thymus starts to um, lose its power to, to regenerate new immune cells. The Hosho, the, uh, rather the goji or uh, yeah, goji berries, they will tend to restore the thymus and the capacity to produce the, the new cells to keep you alive um, past 100. They're, they're, they're famous as a longevity herb, um, also for strengthening the sense organs, in particular the eyes and the hearing um, in people, but all of the sense organs, and for keeping the mind strong, even in elderly people. So once again, I'm not talking about disease here, but we certainly all want to keep our minds strong and, and flexible and protected as we get older, and goji is a main mm-hmm. thing. Now, that said, there are different grades of goji coming from different places, and, and um, there are um, the American market, sadly, is kind of flooded with uh, low-grade um, goji um, to keep the price down, and a lot of the mass-market goji is... Um, of a comes from the wrong places in China or in the Himalayas or wherever it comes from. It doesn't come from the places where it gets the most. And I'll just give you an example of what, like, like the best goji comes from uh, a region called Heaven Mountain in, um, in, in way out in Mongolia, where Mongolia meets Kyrgyzstan. Uh, it's a mountain there. It's the second highest mountain range in the world. It's, it's only a few hundred feet lower than the highest peaks of the Himalayas. It's a, it's a huge, it's an ultimate mountain in the world. And th- this mountain is covered with glaciers and the glaciers melt um, annually every summer and they roll, come down to the, to the foothills and they flood the plains. And those plains um, is where goji comes from. And so um, there's no irrigation needed to grow goji when it comes from Heaven Mountain. It's being, it's actually being irrigated by by um, hexagonal structured water it's been ice glaciers for 30,000 or 50,000 years and that's the water that actually makes these goji work if you irrigate them and grow them up with 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 uh you know farm runoff or something like that it's just a different beast it's just not the same herb but that's pretty much what you're getting when you get commercial grade but you can get this for almost identical price you can get if you're looking and you know what to look for, you get Heaven Mountain Goji. Um, those are growing on completely no chemicals. Uh, nothing's needed. Um, it's been growing there for millions of years. It's um, Gojis are actually about, I, I think, I don't know how long ago, certainly millions of years ago, Goji diverted off from the pepper family and became a, um, it's a type of pepper, but they, it's not hot and hot and spicy like pepper. But when you look at them, you go, yeah, that's a little teeny pepper. It looks like that. Right. Um, the only thing is, is when you get cheap goji, they're hot. They're spicy. The cheap ones are not, they still have that peppery. And not that there's anything wrong with peppers, but they're not the tonic herb that goji is. But, but if they're hot and spicy, they, they can make some people too hot and not have a good effect. These, the good ones from Heaven Mountain have picked on way beyond that. They're very mild. They're very sweet. You eat a handful a day, and it will keep your skin young, your eyes young, your brain young, you know, your your sex life young. And the and really, the knowledge. Uh, I won't go into any more stories here right now, but but the oldest documented people from Asia ever, all of them consumed goji as part of their life story up until they died when they were well over a hundred years old or or more. And um, so goji has that reputation. You just start it. You just take some as a powder or as a handful of fresh ones, something like that. Heaven Mountain Goji, it's the way to go. That's my expertise of my life to tell you that one. It's just, those, this is the thing. They're, they're, they're the kind, as they, say, as they say, yeah. 
So anyway, there's six pop herbs from Ron Teagarden. That's all I can say for today. Right, and I know you could have kept going, but thank you for that, Ron. And you mentioned uh, some of the herbs you guys are doing at Dragon Herbs, organic, non-GMO, and and how our listeners can get a hold of the catalog there. Well, let me just say that um, we I've been doing we doing this herbalism since 1969. Um, I sold my first goji berries in 1971. Um, to put it in perspective, and at the same time, I also sold my first Hoshobu and ginseng. So that makes me an old guy. I've been doing this for quite some time. And um, um, we source our stuff from the best sources in the world. We um, are what a, you call a D-Dow company, which means um, we get our herbs. We get our herbs from the authentic sources where they've been growing for thousands of years, if not millions of years. That's that's our principle. It's a principle in China. Um, when I went... I met the chief medical monk at the Shaolin Temple um, a couple of years ago. And when I told him that we, I was introduced to him, it was a very great honor to meet him. He's like, you know, an amazing top-level monk, only below the abbot of the Shaolin Temple. And when I said, we're a D-Dow company, he goes, oh, well, the Shaolin Temple. We're talking about the place where they invented Zen meditation and Kung Fu. And he goes, oh, we're a D-Dow herbal supplier as well. It's the principle we go on too. So I was, you know, I'm just letting you know that the concept of D-Dow, meaning getting your herbs from the place where they've been growing, where the air is perfect, the soil is perfect, the microbes that are in the soil that nurture them have been growing for thousands or millions of years. Um, and um, so we are a D-Dow company. All of our herbs are D-Dow. We, we get every herb from every continent of the, of the planet. We, we're, if it's... Um, uh, we believe in eating local vegetables, like your your vegetables that come from your garden. Your honey should come from nearby. These things matter that you that you adapt to your environment where you you're living. Um, also, socio politically, it's just great to to go look locally. But when it comes to your ultimate ultimate superfoods and ultimate tonic herbs, you want to get them from where they come from. You know, the mountain, if something comes from, if a reishi mushroom comes from the, the, the runoff from Chiang Mai Mountain, that's why that, that's why that reishi got that reputation was because it came from that place. So that's our principle is we, we, um, we're local when it comes to the super, you know, the, the vegetables and things we sell We're but we're global and, and, um, D-Dow authentic source for our tonic herbs. So that's us. Um, we sell um, several hundred products. We offer, as um, you know, but probably many of your listeners don't know, we offer a free service as part of our spiritual path here. Um, we have um, a dozen cert- licensed herbalists. They're all of them are acupuncturists um, who trained in acupuncture then became herbalists as a, as a long-term life mission and we offer free service the free service of giving consultations um you just call our 800 number and um uh they'll talk to you there's no obligation to buy we hope you get from us we hope you understand that our uh we survive based on the fact that people buy from us but um um that said um we offer the consultation as a as like um a mission and um so that's you can call in and just have a conversation for you know uh, for a while with a major herbalist and keep that conversation going if you, uh, uh, if you want. And, um, um, so that's that. We have a presence on the web. You can look through our things. We have a catalog, which we give out on request only because it is a fancy book, right? You've seen it. You, you mentioned, so right. it's a high printing. It's the highest printing quality book I think we can do. And, um, that those kind of things, um, um, we're offering a service. We're trying to spread tonic herbalism to the world. That's our main mission. Um, how we survive is by, by selling it. We don't take donations, but you know, we give donations. We support a lot of charities and fundamental animal and plant, um, uh, you know, uh, institutes and so forth and, um, that kind of thing. So we're, I think we're a good company and, um, we offer, in my opinion, the best herbs in the world, but that's just, uh, go look around. But, um, yeah, but the tonic herbs are something people want to add to their life. I don't think anybody would go wrong. There's nobody's going to have a side effect from taking any of those six herbs I talked about. And as I said, when they get the catalog, uh, 
go into the first volume. The, the catalog comes as a two-volume set. The first volume um, has a long section on the 26, I think it is, 25, 26 major tonic herbs in the world. And uh, that includes some herbs that come from places other than China, like ashwagandha from India and so forth, that will go into your blender, in my opinion, or teapot. Uh, those two ways are very, very good. Um, I personally like a lot of capsules. Um, our capsules are made, all of our herbs, of course, are either organic or wild um, or semi-wild, but nothing's cultivated with chemicals or anything like that. Uh, we get them from remote regions um, where they're produced without chemicals. There's no, we, we're the only company, I think, in, I would say the world, that makes all of our products with no chemical excipients used it to make powders or anything like that. Um, we use um, bamboo powder or tapioca powder um, to, to, to help with, with the processing of the, of the formula, but we use very little. Um, and um, those things are actually good for you. They're not GMO or anything like that. So they're, they're beautiful. They're actually beneficial. And um, so I like capsules. They're very strong and convenient and, and I do that, but I of course drink a blender drink every day, and I put in some powders or a tincture. And right now I've got a tea, a tea set on my desk right here that's got um, uh, my Spring Dragon Longevity tea in it. And um, uh, what I would typically do is take one or two tinctures and squirt it into it and drink it. And that's how I get my herbs. And um, uh, that's uh, that's the basics. All you have to do is add the most amazing herbs tonic herbs in the world to your body on a daily basis and it adds up well i'm ready to place my first order i've kind of been waiting to interview you and break it down because there's so many great herbs on there i didn't know where to start and i know the website is dragonherbs.com we'll have a link under the show notes on the website and the wet the phone number there is 888-55-TONIC um, right. 888. Is that, that's the best way to get a hold of a consultant over there. And what was the best way to get, uh, the, the VIP catalog while, while they last, Rom? Well, I will, since I made this as a spontaneous offering, right when I was sitting here, <clears throat> because I liked how you were interviewing, it was very good. So I figured people <laughs> must deserve this. Um, I'll just run into the call center and we'll, or I'll send an email, email over to the rest of the building and say, we're going to give out, um, People who call for the next, uh, say, th three days, they can get a catalog. Other than that, usually we give it out if somebody orders something. But you, you people can just get it for, for the rest of the week. How about that? And um, um, right. And then we'll, because um, we do ration them, they're, you know, and um, uh, it's paper. And so therefore, we try to protect, we don't give them out to people who don't want to actually, who, we don't want to waste the paper. Right. That's, that's a large deal. And, um, um so <clears throat> that said, um, uh, if they call five, eight, five, five tonic, uh, they will get a, they will get a, um, uh, a real herbalist at first, a receptionist or somebody will answer, but they will get on with a real herbalist. Just ask for the catalog and, um, <clears throat> we'll make sure that goes out. Uh, or that if they don't want to talk to an herbalist, they can just ask the receptionist to send them one and we'll do that. And, um, so the catalog will go out. And uh, I don't know how long it takes to get there, but, uh, you know, a few days or a week or something. And um, then from there, um, we hope you talk to an herb. After you get either before, you go online, look at our things, or just call the herbals and say, I heard Ron, I'm really interested in this uh, herb gynostema, the string dragon tea. It's only $9.50 for a box of, uh, well, that's, that is the, without question the healthiest tea on earth. And, um, um you know, something like that. And so, you know, just start to play. There are a lot of things. Um, you're going to, you're entering um, the, the candy shop of herbalism, you know, the kid in the candy shop theory, you know, it's like, like you, like you said, you can, you see there's a lot of stuff um, to begin. It's a really good idea to just talk to an herbalist and help them hone it down to a, a one thing or four things that you like. And um, you play with it. And, um, it's quite cool and normal to mix and match, mix a few things to put together a more of a program, something that builds up Jing, something builds up Qi, something builds up Shen, maybe something for some specific issue you've got going, you know, that, that you want addressed, um, and like that. And that's, it's, um, a tried and true system. It's been going on. There's billions of people 
have have and even billions of people have used tonic herbs in their lifetime and in really hundreds of millions of people use tonic herbs around the world now. This is not a new invention of mine or anybody coming along now. This has been we are improving the delivery systems, the technology to make it easier to find and consume and store and to assimilate, you know, like that, that's getting better. Um, also the availability right now is like, we can get things into our body that only emperors or the greatest hermit in the, in the, on the mountain was able to get, you know, in prior, in prior eras. So, uh, it's a golden time. Take advantage of it and live long that's, and live to grow into a great spiritual being. So that's kind of the the herbs. Um, you you mentioned that in your introduction, we we're going to talk about herb, the spiritual power of these herbs a little bit. I think I'd like to talk about that. Yeah, um, and so if you're part of the Juice Guru Academy in the inner circle from JuiceGuruAcademy.com, you can go ahead and type in some questions there. Or if you want to come yeah. on on video, you can do that too. But we're not using the video cameras today. But you can just go ahead and type in your question. Or if you want to ask through audio, just raise your hand, and we can actually have your voice here. And we'll, we'd love to take those questions and. Uh, before we move into that, yeah, I was going to ask Ron two things, and one was about herbs for spiritual growth, and one about herbs to use during a juice cleanse, because a lot of people sure. are doing those kinds of programs. So those two things, and then any other questions from the audience, we'd love to hear from you too. Sure. Um, let's just start with the spiritual power of these herbs. Um, um, these herbs, were the system was developed with two tracks. One was these great herbalists that were actually um, mostly seekers of not just longevity, but spiritual enlightenment or what they called in China, they use the term immortality. Um, and they were seeking immortality and they were, you know, of all the herbs from the forests of, of, of wherever they were, all the minerals, all the things that possibly could, the salts and minerals and, and pollens and honeys and things that people could find, um, <clears throat> they basically refined down a set of herbs that enhance the process of, of not getting sick, living long, eating less, having more energy, and being able to sit in postures and meditate and do inner yoga and develop the spiritual powers. Um, and these herbs were the tools they used, more than food, um, more than anything other than air. And um, so breathing and taking these herbs was really the primal thing. They ate very little. And what they did eat was, of course, vegetarian, vegan. They were, they were plants of... Uh, they actually avoided things like um, grains and any kind of meat. So they had not avoided it. They didn't consume them. <clears throat> so out of this system, um, these herbs were used to develop spiritual power. And I don't know how to define spiritual power as well as I might define how the immune system benefits from the herbs because spiritual um, power is kind of a very personal, very high-level thing. But let's just say that it... Uh, the mind goes in a certain direction and the spirit in your being goes in an expansive direction when you're taking these herbs in terms of understanding our place and our wholeness and our oneness with the, with the environment we live in, with everything around us, with the people we're around, with the environment, with the animals in our environment, and then with the earth and the sky. You feel it. You don't, it isn't, I'm not, making this up as words, you just start to experience a oneness with the, with the planet and with the universe. And within yourself, um, you can actually focus your attention on the energy centers and then the flows of energy, which then you're feeling more because you're taking these herbs. And you're actually feeling the, the chi flowing or the jing storing in your dantian, the, the energy centers of your body or your mental power. And you also start to I think, um, I hope, think this is from the herbs, but I, is that you start to experience a greater sense of, of love and, and um, uh, appreciation and, um, you know, admiration and also, as I said, oneness with imbued with love. And that comes from the herbs. They do apparently, to me, have spiritual power. And that's what they've been used for forever. So 
Um, that's the highest use of the herbs that you can use. And the herb, the six herbs I mentioned, they're all herbs like that. And there are others that I just didn't get to today. But you're in the section of the catalog. We describe those herbs primarily at the beginning. So I think if you want to grow as a human being, um, tonic herbs are considered transformative. They, you, you grow from one type of person to another. You can, uh, it, they're transformative. They're, they, they go metamorphose and they use, um, herbs in a, in a positive way. They don't make you dizzy. They don't make you drunk. They don't make you high like a drug, but you grow and that's noticeable and, and fast. And so that I'd say is a sort of a summary of spiritual power. The reason that, they serve the tonic herbs at the Shaolin Temple, at the at the White Cloud Temple, Taoist Temple, the main Taoist Temple of China. They have a they have an apothecary full of tonic herbs that they that the that the that the monks consume and so forth. Yeah, so that's kind of what the spiritual side of it is. Um, as far as doing a cleanse, that's. Um, um, the tonic herbs have been part and parcel of, of cleansing um, since the beginning. Cleansing is part of what one has to do on two um, levels. One is the um, is the initial level of cleansing when you're um, coming into this from another world, a, a world of um, say not eating so well, not breathing so well, not you not you know maybe a more polluted uh, environment and so forth. Uh, then of course. Uh, we need to cleanse and to rid the body of the poisons that have accumulated. These are um, these poisons are called uh, xenobiotics. Often, um, they're chemicals that come. We, you know, the water tap water is full of it. So if you um, brush your teeth from a sink, you're getting some of that unless you have a filter. Um, you know, you don't know everything. You're where where we're getting the chemicals into our body. Even rainwater is polluted. So. Um, it's a difficult um, process to stay totally clean. Um, so there are certain there are certain herbs that that help to remove these chemicals from the body. And I'll just say that all six of the herbs I mentioned today: um, reishi, ginseng. What did I mention? Gynostemma, hosho wu, um, shizandra, and goji. Uh, shizandra, yeah, goji. Uh, all of those plus others. Um, they help cleanse the body. If you used one of them or three of them or all six of them as, as part of your juice cleanse, if you actually got them in a way where you can take the tincture and put it into a tea and drink that, then that's not just cleansing out your gut, which is, it's going into your, it's going to be absorbed into your body and go into your cells and, and empty out your lymph glands from the poisons that have been collected there and, and purify the liver, um, strengthen the kidneys function and actually purify the cells, go into the deep vascular systems of the body and into the, all the cells down in your, your, your toes and your hands and, and every place else and get the poison out. It binds to them and takes them out. I mentioned that, um, that, um, uh, Shizandra is called the quintessence of tonic herbs. And one of the reasons that it's so valuable is that it's a very, very powerful, um, what they call phase two detoxifier. Um, mm. it, um, not only, it not only releases the toxins from your liver and other places in your body when you consume it, but then it binds it so that it won't re-poison your body once it's into your bloodstream. So there are herbs, and I'm not trying to put down any herbs, they all have value or any other food in particular because they all have their values. But say an herb like um, milk thistle, which is famous for detoxifying the liver, um, it will detoxify your liver, but it will dump the poisons from your liver into your bloodstream. And many of those chemicals are not bound up in any way. So you're just repoisoning yourself. You're actually, they were stored in your liver, which is not good for your liver and not good for your life, but you just put them back into your bloodstream. So those things are going to go back into your brain and back into your stomach and kidneys and heart and every place else again. And, um, and then have to go back to your liver and be detoxified again. Some will come out, some will stay. Um, but a phase, that's phase one detoxification. Phase two means that there's chemicals that then will bind to those chemicals when they're coming out of the liver or other 
stored organs, and they'll bind to them so that when you urinate and defecate, they leave your body and there's no residual toxins left. So schizandra is the, without question, uh, an herb people want to use when they're detoxifying. It's the, it's the it, I don't know, I've studied hundreds of superfoods and herbs and thousands of herbs, really. And um, there's no herb in the world that's more important for detoxifying than schizandra, which comes as, um, as I mentioned, you can get it in that fit technology, which is completely whole. It's, it's identical chemically to the raw fruit. If you took it from the vine and you can stick them in your mouth and eat it, this extract has been extracted. So it's identical fingerprint, no change at all from that as raw. And, um, um, and that's, you want to do that. And there's this thing called the 100 um, day foundation in Taoist yoga. And that 100, that 100 days um, is, is traditional to consume schizandra for 100 days um, without missing a day to purify your body, just to take the poisons out of your body. After 100 days, your body is um, it's clean and your liver has been cleaned and you haven't, and you don't have to go through a, um, what do they call it? A healing crisis or anything like that. You don't have to go out to the desert and freak out for five days or anything like that while you're detoxifying because it's taking the poison out of your body. And, um, <clears throat> I believe in that. I think it's an amazing thing. And then you can, the second part of, of, um, detoxifying is that you want to detoxify for the rest of your life then on a daily basis. You don't want to just, have to do this once a, once a year, you know, as I said, go on a fast and take teas that pump poisons back into your body and so forth. Uh, um, so on a daily basis, there are many herbs, all six of the herbs I mentioned promote functions that detoxify the body on a daily basis all the time. Like I mentioned how the uh, gynostema um, balances out that nuclear factor kappa B chemical that causes inflammation thus producing much less waste in the body and byproducts and helping to rid the body of poison. And that's why those people live, people who drink it, live so long. It's like, um, uh, I literally, on my little plantation in Great Immortal Peak, uh, we have a man who's 100 years old who still goes out to the field every day and helps to, I would call it, manicure the fields. I mean, we don't make him work. He just is 100 years old and wants to go out to the field every day and trim things, and it's beautiful. And he walks he walks like two miles to get to the field. It's, uh, it's intense to see it. So I'm just saying um, detoxification is something you do um, for the rest of your life, but it starts with these six herbs, I would say, plus um, maybe one or two other herbs that you'll, you'll read about in the catalog that are detoxifying on that level. So that's kind of how I do it. You've been listening to Ron Teagarden on the benefits of Chinese tonic herbs. We'll have all the uh, list, the top six listed on the website under the show notes, as well as links to Dragon Herbs and all the incredible work he's doing. Ron, thank you so much for being here and sharing the wisdom that's taken decades to uh, gather and just communicate to us. Thank you so much for all that. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having the show. You're doing a great job. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Ron. Ron Teagarden right here on Juice Guru. Thank you all for being here. Thanks for being part of it. And I'm Steve Prusak. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at JuiceGuruRadio.com. Until next time, get your juice on.